um, like I said, I hate waiting till the last minute. And thankfully, I'm not talking about waiting to the last minute today, but I am going to talk about waiting. I don't, it's kind of weird, but we, we, we've been in a series about trusting God. We called it In God We Trust, and we've, uh, Pastor Richie has talked about you know, trusting God with our finances, to be trusting God. Um, you know, last week he talked about in the hills and the valleys, right? In the good times and the bad times, and trusting God. And today, we're going to talk about trusting God in the waiting. How many of y'all like to wait? Anybody like to wait? No? No? no. Nobody likes to wait? No? Wow. Yeah, me either. I'm terrible at waiting, actually. I, I hate to wait. Um, you know, to be honest, I kind of want things now. <laughs> you know, I, I want them when I want them, right? And uh, not such, that's not so great. And, you know, Jennifer and I, um, we were in a, a couple months ago, we were in a time when we really had to wait. And it was, to be honest, I mean, it was heart-wrenching. Many of you know that Jennifer's mom, Barbara, was um, in the hospital. Um, she had COPD, and she just, she couldn't breathe. I mean, ambulance had to take her to the hospital, and they had an intubator, had to put tube down her throat into her lungs to help her breathe and she couldn't breathe and um, the doctors and the nurses all said this is it that's it this isn't going to go well that in fact they told us to have uh, call Jennifer's sister who lives in Omaha you better have her come down to say your goodbyes so she can say her goodbyes and we called her, and she got on a flight the next day. And I, in fact, I said to the nurse, I said, okay, she's, she's going to be on a flight tomorrow. She'll be here tomorrow afternoon. Is, is that going to be okay? And the nurse, of course, they don't have a crystal ball or anything. They don't know. But she said, well, she better get here as soon as possible. They weren't even sure that she would make it through the night. And so in some ways, we were waiting for my mother-in-law to die. And that was really hard. We were waiting for our family to get together to say our final goodbyes. And along with that, we were waiting for the doctors, right, to come in and, you know, and to say what's going to happen. And, you know, and we just sat in the hospital room waiting for something. And as many of you know, we're so, so thankful that uh, once Gina, Jennifer's sister, got here, they said, okay, we're going to take this tube out. And we're going to take the tube out from her throat. And the doctor said, she's probably not going to be able to breathe. And so she'll suffocate and die. And so we waited. And they were ready to do it. And they took the tube out. And Barbara was sitting up as they did it. And they took the tube out. And then she started to look around, like, what are you all staring at? And she started to breathe on her own. Wow. Yeah, thank you, Lord. And we were so thankful as a family. But you know what we did? Nothing. We didn't do that. We just had to wait. Had to, just, we had to wait and pray and just, 
pray that God would do something that the doctors and the nurses thought wouldn't happen. And it did. I mean, some of you all may be in times of waiting right now. And, some, and like, waiting is hard. I mean, while we were in, the, uh, in her room, you know, in the ICU, waiting for all this to happen, I, like, I'm not a good waiter. Like I said, I, I kind of am a fidgeter, to be honest. You know, I don't sit still well. Um, and that's actually why I have this stool here. You know, many of you know when I get to talk, I have this stool here because I sit on it to keep from pacing too much, to be honest, because I'm kind of a fidgeter. And um, while I was in that hospital room, I couldn't sit still. You know, and um, so I have to, like, pay attention to not fidgeting, right? I don't want to keep be walking back and forth on the stage so much that I make myself or you guys dizzy, right? So somebody suggested that I get one of these things, one of these fidget spinner deals, you know? It doesn't really help that much, you know? But, because I am a fidgeter, but didn't like it, so I decided to get rid of it. Mike, you want that? That's for you. Um, and, and anyway, so, um, it, but I get anxious. Right? I have, feel like anxiety when I have to wait too long and I get fidgety. What about you guys? You know, maybe some of you all are in a time of having to wait right now. Um, we have a friend who is waiting for a medical diagnosis, you know, and she's had several bouts of cancer already. And the waiting for her is really hard. You know, maybe some of you all are waiting for a doctor to kind of call back with a diagnosis or a prognosis or a, a, a treatment plan or something like that. You know, maybe some of you all are waiting for that call back from the job interview that you had. Just waiting to see if you, you know, that call to see if you've gotten that job. You know, maybe some of you all are waiting for the bank to call back. You know, did you get the loan? Did you get approved for the refi? You know, I mean, waiting is hard. Some of y'all maybe are waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for your child, you know, your son or your daughter to come back home or to call. You know, maybe some of you, even worse than all that, are waiting for the NFL season to start back up. I mean, waiting, you know, and waiting for the regular season, you know, or the, your favorite TV program to get started back up. Um, and, I mean, if we, if we really look into our hearts, we know that while some of us may get kind of fidgety and anxious, deep in our heart, it's maybe even uglier than all that. Right? That uh, kind of like our friend little Miss Veruca Salt. Y'all remember her? I'm going to show a little video of Miss Veruca um, who doesn't like to wait either. Um, so take a look and uh, remember this little, uh, this little video. She was a bad egg. Okay, let me cut that. Um, do you remember Miss Veruca? But like I said, if we, if we all are honest with each other, the reason that we get anxious and impatient is why. We want it now. I want it now, and I want it all now. Right? 
And it's, it is kind of dark and ugly if we're willing to admit that. And our culture, our society, today's culture is probably worse than it's ever been. You know, a study of actually folks in the hotel industry um, studied that it used to be that uh, people were willing to wait about two minutes before they started getting annoyed. Okay? Two minutes before they started getting annoyed in line. They updated that. It's now 20 seconds. If people have to wait more than 20 seconds, they start getting annoyed. Why? Because they want it now. I want it now, and I want what I want because I want it, and I want it now. And yet, it raises our blood pressure. It causes us to be really, to get anxious and annoyed and just not probably the best version of ourselves. And like I said, even though our culture and our time now we're probably worse than we have been. This is not a new phenomenon. In fact, God talks a lot about waiting and being patient in Scripture. Um, where now, today, I think patience is no longer considered a virtue. It's considered a necessary evil. <laughs> right? But not so with God. I mean, how... What do we do with this? I mean, we know that the human condition is that we just don't like to wait. What if we saw waiting through God's perspective? Let's see what God says about waiting. And like I said, there's lots of scripture verses that talk about that. But the one that I want to talk about today is from Isaiah 40. Um, so it's in the Old Testament. It's, uh, Isaiah is one of the, the Old Testament prophets. And he talked about a lot of stuff um, you know, that God had put on his heart to tell, the, uh, tell us even today. And he wrote in chapter 40 of his letter, Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles, or soar on wings like eagles, as another translation says. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Is that how you all see waiting? As something that actually gains... I mean, I feel like it sucks the life out of me sometimes. But God says, no, no. If you wait on me, you will gain new strength. You will walk and not become weary. See, God sees waiting as a time to refresh and a time to gain strength and a time to rest. Wow. And that those who wait will mount up on, will mount up on wings with, like eagles or soar on wings like eagles. Now, that one is like, okay, has anybody ever seen like an eagle actually soaring? Well, I want to show you a video of, I don't get too impatient, it's only about a minute long, but Here's a video of an eagle soaring. Just watch it for a minute. I don't know about you all, but when I watched that video, I mean, I just like felt like I could breathe. I mean, didn't it like just kind of, wow. You see, that's what God wants for us in the waiting is 
Did you notice that that, for, I mean, that video was just over a minute long, that for the entire time, the eagle didn't move his wings at all? Don't you think that, I mean, he probably could have done that for miles, right? For who knows how long, because it's, you know, soaring on a jet stream, right? Um, on an airstream, and that when he was done with that, wouldn't he have more energy, right? That rather than like me, right, when I have to wait, I'm flapping my wings, I'm trying to make all kinds of things happen, I'm, you know, air's going all over the place, and I'm trying to get stuff done, and I'm exhausted by the time I'm done waiting. What God is saying is no. Let the Spirit of God, let the Holy Spirit, let the, the air stream carry you. Use this time of waiting to renew your strength, to breathe, to trust me. Right? Because God, from God's perspective, times of waiting are opportunities for not only for us to gain strength, to renew our strength, right? To breathe, to rest, like that eagle, right? He was resting. But to trust God, it's an opportunity to trust Him in the outcome, in what's going on. And when we do that, our strength is renewed. We become more, or we have more energy at the, at the end than we did at the beginning. Wouldn't that be cool? What would that look like in your life if there was a time of waiting that normally you'd be like annoyed about, right? I got to get this done. Something's got to happen and I just have to wait and it's driving me nuts. What if during the waiting you actually got more, had more energy, felt rested, at the end and you all the more trusted God in the outcome what would that look like in your life boy in my life it would look totally different you know um, like I said there's lots of scripture verses about this um, and that uh, Micah 7 7 another one of the Old Testament prophets wrote but as for me, I will watch expectantly in the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. That didn't say will maybe hear me, might hear me. He will hear me. And uh, in Lamentations, the prophet uh, uh, wrote, The Lord is good to those who wait for him to the person who seeks him. But see what God is saying. He's saying, trust me in the waiting. Trust me. If you trust me, you will gain strength and uh, you'll have more energy and you'll be able to breathe. So how can we, we need to see waiting from God's perspective. Now, at the beginning I talked about that period of waiting that Jennifer and I and our family was in regarding um, her mom 
And, you know, it was an amazing blessing outcome that I shared. Like I said, I mean, Barbara is doing amazingly well still. I mean, it's shocking how well her lungs appear to be working and how well she's breathing. But you know what? That wasn't the full extent of the blessing. In the waiting, God was giving us the opportunity, giving Jennifer and me and our family the opportunity to trust God in the outcome, no matter what that outcome was going to be. And it's still hard, I have to admit, because my mother-in-law still has COPD, and she still has to use oxygen, like all of us, her time's going to come, and it's going to be hard. But I believe that God has extended her life for a lot of reasons. I mean, I think God is the, is the ultimate multitasker. But in one way, one of the things that he's doing is that he's working in Jennifer and me for us to be okay with the outcome, no matter what that outcome looks like. What a great use of waiting that God is using. Really, God is using waiting to grow me, to mature me, to give me those opportunities to trust him all the more and to be okay with the outcome, no matter what that looks like. That's pretty crazy. Well, my last little video is a song by Lauren Daigle about trusting God and kind of in the waiting, in all things, but in the waiting. So take a look at this. One of the lines in this song, it's a couple of lines actually are kind of make me smirk a little bit because it says that if you don't move the mountains, I needed you to move, <laughs> right? I'll still trust in you. And even there, isn't it saying, you know, this is what I want, Lord. I need you to move that mountain. Right? But if God doesn't move that mountain and we're waiting for him to move that mountain, can we trust him in the outcome? Maybe it was better that the mountain not move. Maybe we needed to climb it. Or maybe God needed us to grow in, in the climbing. You see, I used to think that... Um, all I needed to do was wait on God. But now I know that most of the time it was God who was waiting on me. And yeah, there are times when we need to just not flap our wings. That we need to just soar on, you know, on the the strength of the Spirit, and just let Him do what He needs to do and to bring us where He's going to bring us. But a lot of the time, it's really God who's waiting on us. That, and that's one of my questions to you all and to myself is, what is God waiting on me for? I believe God was waiting for Jennifer and me to be okay with the outcome, 
regarding my mother-in-law. We talked about, you know, we're in a uh, process of, you know, new lease and building stuff and all that. What is God waiting for us to do? You see, we get very uh, self-centered in our thinking and think, okay, well, I have to, God, you know, I got to wait on you, God. Come on, I'm waiting. Let's go. Come on, God, come on. But what if we saw waiting as actually times when God is waiting on us? You know, the story of the prodigal son, that many of you all know, you know, famous parable that Jesus told. The father, what did he do after the son left? He waited. He didn't go out looking for him. He waited. And, and waited until the son returned. And very often, God is waiting on us. Sometimes to do something, sometimes waiting for us to fully trust in him, to trust in the outcome, to surrender the circumstances that he's actually already in charge of. Isn't that funny? You know, I mean, I know I pray, okay, God, I'm giving you my mother-in-law. I'm giving you her life and death, giving that to you, when he's already had it anyway. <laughs> right? How, how, how good of me to be giving the Lord, the God of the universe, my, my mother-in-law's life. Boy, that would be a joke. Uh, no, um, right? When she really has it, or he really has it in his hands already. So he's not waiting to get her life in his hands. He's waiting for me to give up the delusion that I have control over it. Right? He's waiting for me to grow, to mature, to be ready, to be fully surrendered and fully okay with whatever the outcome is and fully confident that whatever that outcome is, that it's the best. In uh, Philippians 4, uh, 6 through 7, uh, the Apostle Paul wrote, that this was a letter to the church in Philippi, wrote, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, this isn't particularly a scripture really about waiting, but it is about trusting. And what this scripture tells us and reminds us is that when we say, okay, I'm not going to worry anymore. I'm going to stop worrying. I'm going to stop letting the anxiety of being anxious about waiting and being annoyed about waiting, and I'm going to give that up. I'm going to not worry about those things because I've fully given them to God. And I can pray about that, and you know, um, but, and I can tell him what I need and thank him for everything he's done and is going to do then I will experience peace. My wings will carry me, right? On, you know, uh, as the Spirit will lead, right? That um, I can experience a peace that exceeds anything I can possibly understand when I have fully trusted in Him 
then I don't worry anymore. Then I don't have anxiety anymore. I don't need a fidget spinner anymore. I will experience peace. And not just peace, but a peace that exceeds anything I can possibly understand. And this peace will guard my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. Do y'all need that? What would your life look like if you had that? If you saw that waiting wasn't me waiting on God so much as it is God waiting on me. And God waiting on me to give up those things that really I don't have any control about of anyway. And that even if I did, probably his timing and his plan is probably better than mine. Right? I mean, what would your, what would your family situation look like? What would your marriage look like? What would be your, how would it look with your kids? If instead of like, okay, I'm waiting, get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done. Now, because I want it now. I need you to move that mountain now that I, that with your kids, that you had a peace because you trusted God in the waiting and that he was working on you and your spouse or your kid or, you know, or somebody at work, you know, maybe your work situation. You're trusting in them in the waiting or trusting on God in the waiting to work on them and to work on you and that that time of waiting is God waiting on you to change your heart, your mind, you know, your behavior, your attitude about something. What would it look like? What would this church look like? What would living grace look like if we really trusted in God and knew that God was waiting on us to do whatever he's called us to do? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for your patience Lord, with us. Lord, thank you so much for being patient with me. Lord, because I confess I can be so stubborn and I can be more like Baruch Salt than I would care to admit. Thank you for forgiving me for that. Lord, thank you for waiting on me. Lord, help us to grow in this in times of waiting god help us to grow closer to you help us to see waiting through your eyes lord to give us thank you for the opportunity to to trust you in the waiting lord for those who are having a hard time who who are in a season of waiting lord i ask that you give them that peace that surpasses all understanding Show yourself to them, Lord. Help them to see what they need to do in the waiting. That you are waiting for them to do amazing, amazing things in their lives. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.